let us go to God in prayer as we prepare to hear a word from the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for waking us up, letting us see another day. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, and for your everlasting love. On this special day, we thank you for the families who have their life and have it abundantly. We thank you for their presence with us this morning. Lord, we call on you this day to have us become the church you need us to be. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Reign and rule and have your way. Cover us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Let our ears hear only your voice. And Lord, let it nurture our souls that we may be free to be all you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The scripture has been read, but I'd like to just uplift a couple of verses. In Matthew 18, the 20th verse simply says, For then where are two or three are gathered in your name, there I will be also. And the Romans passage 13 verses 11 through 14 simply says, besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake up from your sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us lay aside works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And then it goes on to say, instead, put on Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. This morning's word is a direct word. And it's simply titled, Instructions from God. I say to you this morning, Instructions from God. It is not often that we look at how God instructs his church people. Can you say church people? All of us have grown up, experienced church, and this is an instruction from God directly to the church people. Anybody in here church folk? Anybody in here church people? Some of us have been in church all our lives. Ain't God good? He still keeps us in working order. But the question is, have you heard the instructions from God? This is going to be a simple message, not a lot of fluff, no hidden agendas, because this passage in Matthew is simply... Jesus spoke, speaking and giving directives to the church people. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is talking to us. Turn to your other neighbor and say, Jesus told me to tell you I love you. He's talking to us. Amen? In the midst of life, in the midst of the passage from Romans, which reminds us that we are to love one another, keep that as the covering over this message. Can you say we're to love one another? 
me just set it up so you can get the picture. You have a house and four people live in it. And all of a sudden, you get the call. We're coming in, and the storm is behind us, and we're going to make it to your house. You say, come on, girl. Come on, brother. Come on in. That was last Sunday. <laughs> Sunday is seven days later. And the tragedy has been on all the newspapers and been on the news report. You can't get past CNN and you say, did I pick up the phone last week? And y'all said y'all was just coming for a minute? What you mean that's the last bar of soap? Do you have the toilet paper? Who got my deodorant? Where's my comb? I got the bedroom right now. Go in the other room. Play outside. Who your mama? Sit down. Did you say your house was all destroyed? Church folk. Instructions to the church folk. Glory to God, we love one another, but God is giving instructions to the church folk. He said that we are to love one another in spite of situation. He didn't take off natural disasters. He didn't take off Hurricane Katrina. He didn't take off brothers and sisters. He didn't take off first cousins you haven't seen in nine or two years. They weren't excluded from the list. You say to yourself, was this the same house we grew up in? How'd you get to live in mom and daddy's house? Now all of us in here love jewelry one another. Don't wear my clothes. Mama told us to never wear each other's clothes. Don't think you can put my stuff on. Can't you go up to the church, the mission? Somebody got something for you. Conflict is real. And it's real in the church, and it's real when tragedy comes, and it's real in everyday life. But the book of Matthew gives us some direct instructions of what to do when conflict comes. Because he says there will be conflict. But greater than the conflict is the love that he's placed in us. Can you say to your neighbor, Jesus is talking to us. He loves you and so do I. And some of us struggle with saying it because we can't really say it like we want to say it. But God doesn't say say it with attitude. He says say it with love. He doesn't say give things to one another with a whole lot of stuff. He says give it with love. Some people have family in their home and they're remembering why they moved from Port Arthur. <laughs> Other of us are in the house with one another and we're asking when will the storm notice be sent that you can go back to some city close by. 
God calls us into a love relationship. And Matthew gives us instructions on what we are to do as the body of Christ, what we are to do as Christians, what we are to do with the instructions of what it means to love one another. He says if there's conflict, handle it between the two parties. If you can't handle it between the two parties, get a couple witnesses and handle it that way. If you can't get an answer that way, bring it before the body of Christ. But he gives us three chances to do something before we have to all come together and simply say, why didn't you give the girl the dress? We can get another bar of soap. What is it really about? A lot of times, conflict isn't what you see at the surface. It's what's underneath. Yeah. It's the part of the stuff that you held on to long time ago, and it just keeps coming in and out. Conflict happens between people who love each other and people who don't like each other. Conflict is a human situation. Very few times do you hear people talk about conflict and you say, Pastor, why this sermon this day? The lectionary is where we're preaching from. God sent this word before the storm came. He knew that there would come a time where you have 10 people in your house. You have 15 people coming in your classroom that didn't belong in your classroom. You have 10 calls at the fire station where people are pushing buttons that they shouldn't have pushed. You have 22 people in the emergency room for something that they just want air. Okay? But God said we are the church. We are the rock he built upon. The foundation of where he would bring forth love from every situation. This is instructions from God. How do we handle conflict? First, we should pray and pray without ceasing. Second, we should communicate with one another to seek understanding and seek to gain a resolution. Then we need to spend time listening at the same time before we do more talking than ever. God gave us two ears in one tongue. We should use them appropriately. Continue to pray. Pray again, I say, without ceasing. If we can't get a resolution between the two, then bring somebody in from the church. Not necessarily your first cousin, your other brother, neighbor next door. Bring somebody in with a clear conscience that can hear and listen and help you out. We also need to keep praying because there's tensions on things that are beyond your imagination. Whoever ate the last piece of chicken might have been hungry. It ain't personal. I know you had it in the back of the refrigerator behind the loaf of bread, underneath the uh, tomatoes, and in the hidden section, and you knew nobody knew your spot. But with ten people in the house, your spot has been uncovered. Do it with love and say, let me give you the piece of chicken. I know you're hungry. Ain't no need for me to hold it back because we serve a providing kind of God. Just like we got chicken today, doggone, we'll get chicken tomorrow. But don't lose your religion. Don't 
don't lose your relationship with Jesus Christ, don't stop loving your brother and sister over a piece of chicken. Oh, have mercy. And you know how it is? Tight up in there. You wash clothes, somebody take it out and somebody to put it on and you say, that was my dress. Those were my slacks and my socks. Could you put them back? Whoever took the clothes off the dryer, they mine. But do you remember when we didn't have a wash and dry at the house? That's where the other room came from. Because you had to go to the laundry back or you had to go out in the backyard or you had to hang it on the line because see, some of us only washed a certain hour of the day because you want nobody to see your stuff on the line. Oh, talk about it, King Jesus. We done came on mighty way that we can't deal with. Oh, we got to hang it outside. Oh, it's tight up in there. But he says to love one another. He said there will be conflict and I give you a way for it to get resolved. So I say to you this morning, laugh, pray, love, share, care, and take care of each other. Tomorrow ain't promised. Somebody, people didn't come over the bridge. They didn't break over Bridge City to get to your house. They are floating in the water. Oh, oh, have mercy, Lord. There's people who are dead sleeping in their bed. I saw a woman yesterday at the temple and she said to me, but pastor, they were floating in the water. The face on her was like shock. Oh, it just snatched up on me. And her little baby girl was walking around just happy because somebody was loving her. It ain't about the chicken. It ain't about the soap. It ain't about the other things. It's about life. God said that we are to love one another, not just through actions and words, but show up. Have mercy. It ain't about whether you like a person, but God said you are to love one another. I know Randy and Tina work in some tragic place. And they will be called on in different times over the next week because of their profession. Doctors are being called. Nurses are being called. RNs are being called. Sources are being called from all points and bulletins. But God is calling us. Don't tell me about the bush, man. What have you done to love one another? Don't tell me about all the other things. Yes, we need to bring them into demand. Yes, we need to call them in order. But what are we doing? Right here, right now, each one of us in the name of Jesus. Does your neighbor need something? Does your mama need something? Does your cousin need something? Does somebody that don't know you need something? Please, 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 please. Go to Ford Park.
do something more than write a check. I'll close with this. I had a friend one time tell me anybody can write a check, but everybody don't want to sweat. Everybody don't want to stand in the gap. But last week we talked about carrying the cross. What's your cross? What can you give and give abundantly? You can give it somewhere and it will multiply, but there's nothing greater than showing up in full force. Come out and pray on, on Wednesday. And pray diligently. But don't just wait until Wednesday to pray together. Call some people and pray in your house. Call some people on your job and pray. Call those people over there. Go visit them. See about how they are. This ain't a one-person thing. This ain't a solo warrior moment. Our church is taking a stance to do things together, but we must do our individual part, our collective part, our ongoing part, because tomorrow when the waters go down, some people are still dead. And they need us in the name of Jesus. Are we awake yet? That's what Romans says. Don't sleep no more. The moment of salvation is greater now than when you first said yes. Today we will have communion. If you've got any conflict with your mom or your cousin, your brother, your sister, your church, talk to God and say, whatever we say in heaven, let it be loose. Let it be gone. Let the unforgiveness be eliminated today. This is the Sunday before Labor Day. And we have labored long in the name of Jesus. But God is calling us right now to greatness. Stand before God and say, look, I know I took the chicken. I told y'all last night I didn't eat the chicken, but that was good chicken. Please forgive me. Work together. Love each other. Take care of one another. And Miss Butler put all these things together for the pew rally. Get to know all the new people that you're going to show up on your pew. Call some folks and say, come on out. We need to know where you are. And when we get your name, we will work as diligently as possible to make sure we can get what is needed. But we got to be working at it. Don't wait to be asked to be on the committee. Get working on the committee. Call Miss Thomas and say, I'm bringing shit, Mommy, where can I put? We ain't locking up everything. It's going to be right here in this church. I want every classroom full of something to be given away in the name of Jesus. We don't lock down. This is the church.
is, is we're called into action with compassion. We are called to serve each other with love. We are called into a committed relationship with Jesus Christ. And we are all called to carry our crosses. Lord, I thank you for the grace that you've given us, for the miracles. Ain't no small miracle. All miracles are great, and they are given to us by Jesus. We thank you for the healing of our families and the deliverance of our souls and the forgiveness of our sins. If you don't know Jesus Christ, this is a good day to walk and be blessed. Will you please stand? The doors of the church are open.